You are listening to Talking I.O., a podcast about technology in the real world, where we discuss enterprise technology, how to sell it, and how it best helps your customers. Your hosts are Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon, and we work for Dell EMC. Follow us on TalkingIO.com or on Twitter at TalkingIO. Welcome to another show episode of Talking I.O. Appreciate you all joining. This is uh, your host, Stuart Harmon. Along with me today, we have our other host, Christian Cloud. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, Matt Braddock. Matt, you want to give us a quick introduction? Sure. I'm a partner SE uh, working in the channel. So uh, when there's channel opportunities, I am uh, here for you. So uh, I've been you know, 18 years at EMC uh, before the merger and um, have quite a bit of experience in the legacy EMC products. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for joining us Uh Again, I know it's on the opening, but Matt, Christian, and I all work for Dell EMC. We all happen to be on the exact same team. Uh, well, I guess technically we have different managers, but we, we focus on the same uh, uh, channel partner out there. So if any of you that are listening to us right now feel a little deja vu, it, it's because we tried to record this a couple of weeks ago and all of my tools failed. Uh, so we are we're doing a re-record. So if you feel any creepy deja vu, it's because this has happened before. So Matt, thanks for taking the time to join us Uh Today, we're going to do a bit of a bonus round, uh, bonus episode, right? We're not going to go into too much uh, depth here, but wanted to touch on Scale.io. It's a, a Dell EMC product, storage, hyper-converged, whatever you want to talk about it as, uh, that we've got out there. It's not something that I see advertised, even working for Dell EMC in our infrastructure solutions group business. Uh, I don't see it out there. Christian, do you see it a lot or have you, has it come up a lot in your, your stuff? Honestly, no. Um, it's a, a you know it's something that I, I personally have not seen or seen a lot or heard a lot from myself. Cool. Uh, so Matt, if you don't mind, give us a rundown. What's the background? Uh, is it is it something you even come across a lot? I mean, you're the the heritage EMC guy. Um, sure. So you know, occasionally we do run across it. It's becoming more and more uh, popular as people move into what we call kind of the third phase, the, uh, the, the digital transformation. I mean, we, we see it in that arena more than we do in the traditional storage. But uh, it's, um, it is becoming more and more popular um, as, as time goes on, especially in the hyper-converged and you know, large-scale uh, converged uh, with respect to servers. So, uh, so where even start for me in terms of... Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Shoot for it, Christian. I was about to say, where it's come up for me, like where I've actually heard it being used, uh, is in the VX Rack Flex, I, think, I believe. Is that is that correct, Matt? Yes. So, you know, we certainly have our hyper-converged solution, which is VX Rail, and that is all about VMware and vSAN. So if you mm-hmm. take that vSAN concept and you apply it to a large, you know, large scale to heterogeneous environments, which may include VMware, but OpenStack and and those type of environments, um, that is where uh, it's it really shines. It scales out, you know, to a thousand nodes and, and more. So, in terms of you know virtualizing this, the capacity that you have behind your servers, VMware or variety of Linux, it it, uh, it creates that that you can leverage and performance and uh, around that. What I'm looking at, some of the information here, so, you know, 
Dell EMC, from what we kind of do a go-to-market on, we don't really see where we, we don't really own a hypervisor or a hyper-converged solution, right? Dell Technologies does through VMware. We partner with Nutanix a lot. Looking through here, it looks like this can also be used not just as taking, I guess we should level set. Scale I.O. takes commodity servers and turns them into a big SAN, right? Exactly. So, which that's really great. It's another flavor of software-defined X. Where yeah, does this start, right? Flat. VxRail, I can buy three nodes and I can be up and running with hyper-converged. Uh, th th we also have this set up as a hyper-converged solution. Where, where do you draw the line or, or where would you go down uh, a VxRail or an all-VMware solution versus a scale I.O.? Well, you know, the, the target is, so, so those customers who primarily run or, or exclusively run VMware, vSAN is really the, the software, you know, the storage software uh, of choice in that, you know, it's, it's at, at a kernel level integration, it's, it's high performance and all the features are wrapped around it. Once you go into a heterogeneous environment where you may have VMware as well as some other uh, operating systems, that is where scale I.O. really comes in. And, it, you know, you can serve storage to, you know, all of those heterogeneous servers that share the storage no matter where it lives uh, on, on any specific server type. So um, in that respect, it's very flexible. And, you know, there's a, there's a client portion and a server portion. And so, you know, certainly every node that has you know, read that you'd like to read on that has the apps running, you run the client version and and they can also run the storage uh, component or the, I'm sorry, the server component uh, when it's serving up capacity off of that particular server. So in that respect, it's very flexible. You know, we see kind of two deployment models. One of them is that hyper-converged where every server runs a, a client and a server process. And then we also see some customers who have created that notion of storage nodes that just run the server process and then the clients um, uh, where the apps are running you know, might be separate from that. So in that regard, it's very, very flexible in how you deploy it. Okay. So the uh, that makes a little bit more sense in terms of why it's a part of the VxRack Flex platform. In terms of, like uh, you mentioned it being in a heterogeneous environment, what I understood with VxRack Flex, one of the advantages as opposed to some of the other things, for example, VxRail, um, is that you can run multiple hypervisors. So one question I have, though, is outside of that purpose-built rack or appliance within the, within the uh, VxRack environment, can you install Scale.io on um, uh, heterogeneous physical servers like could you be installed like on an hp server and a dell server and, or, or whatever and within the same environment yes because it is totally a software defined product so there is no hardware dependencies um, you know okay. with respect to that software running so it's not limited to just the uh appliances that you see like for example in the vx rack flex like you're able to um, purchase the software uh, outside of, uh, of, a, of an appliance and install it on um, your own hardware. Exactly. Yes. Okay. In the VX Rack Flex, we look at those nodes as scaling to hundreds or, or more, right? Several hundreds and you know thousands. So um, certainly, Scale.io is is the SAN foundation, right? The virtual SAN foundation for that. 
but it is um, you know, certainly able to run in the same, call it virtual SAN with mm -hmm. you know, VMware, with uh, Linux, with you know, different versions of Linux, um, you know, all sharing that common pool of storage between the servers. Where, yes, sir. where would you, so hypervisor agnostic, I mean, it kind of reads the same as what we do our XC platform. Where would you choose to go down this path instead of our other paths? Like versus, like the XE specifically? Or, or yeah. Like yeah, that's what I'm, that's my question. Where would you go against specifically XE, right? You know, if we look at our go-to-market, and, and, and it's very clear, right? If you're a VMware customer, we go with VxRail. If you're, you know, Hyper-V and VMware and some bare metal or whatever, we go with uh, XC is our, our kind of lead discussion. We're always happy to change where we need to. This it looks like it adds a third option in there that I just haven't really spent time exploring. It's really, in terms of deployment, it's very simple. So I, I truly just have a, a very light client and a very light server process, and I, it's not dependent upon any hypervisor or something, uh, you know, that that it runs within. Um, it can run on whether it's bare metal servers or, or within a hypervisor. And again, all sharing the servers that happen to be attached. So it, it's just very flexible in that in that respect. It's uh, um, you know something that more and more customers are starting to deploy. And in fact, you know you can literally download a free copy um, off of the Dell EMC website and actually test it out in your environment. And it's very simple to actually, you know, bring up and deploy. Um, when you want actually real service and support, then that's where you would actually purchase the software from Dell EMC. But a lot of customers have downloaded it and kind of kicked the tires to try to understand, uh, you know, where it shines, especially relative to things like Ceph, um, as well as vSAN, and, and certainly in a heterogeneous environment. Um, they don't have to run two distinct uh, you know, software-defined scans. They can run that all within Scale.io. And it looks also, because it is it is software-defined and so hardware-independent, uh, that it's a great product to be able to... I need to burst out to the cloud for my my known workloads, right? I can go port my data wrapped around Scale.io and go put it in an AWS or an Azure, right? And and scale my workload quickly through a cloud enablement and then bring it back in. Yes. Yeah, so as a matter of fact... Go ahead, Matt. Well, as, as a matter of fact, when we purchased the company, which was, you know, many years ago, uh, some of our engineers went and went out to the Amazon cloud and, and said, you know, these guys advertise that they can scale this up to a thousand nodes. And they literally created a quick environment just quick scripts that, that created a thousand little microservers and uh, with, with a little bit of storage behind them. And, uh, and it took literally you know, a matter of an hour to get to a million IOPS and uh, they were very impressed. They were very surprised. Um, so, you know, in that respect, that's right in terms of the number of servers and the number of IOPS and that type of stuff. Um, it, it's, it's very, very robust. And you know, very well proven. And we actually have some very, very large service providers that leverage Scale.io. But at the same time, we have some very you know, smaller customers with you know, 
end servers yourself and also deploy it. So in, a, in that regard, it is it is very flexible and uh, and easy to deploy. And again, it has some features around it that, that help establish it as a real kind of storage platform. So I want to I want to kind of conjure up a mental whiteboard session, if you will. And what I'm and, and here's what I'm trying to picture. Um, so I understand I'm clear in terms of what it does, but architecturally, where does Scalio sit? So, for example, if you're looking at, let's say, um, uh, a physical server with ESX, ESXi, um, you're going to have the bare metal, then there's a hypervisor, and on the hypervisor, the application sits on top of the hypervisor, right, from like a high level. It's just you know, pretty much stacked down like that. Um, what does that look like? What does Scale.io look like? So, essentially, for, you know, if you're looking to run it in an HCI, hyperconverged type of environment, you would run it, you know, within ESX, you know, you might be running it within your Linux servers, um, you know, in the variety of servers that you have, and and you would be, you know, you, you assign essentially storage to it within those servers. So, again, whether it's in the, in the VMware environment or whether it's in, you know, on the server, uh, the Linux server, um, that just really creates one, one pool. And, uh, and Scale.io, you know, runs within that. So you have the, the client and server process on each server in that HCI type of environment. It sounds like it, it's kind of like, and I'm still having, I'll have to pull up a, a diagram of it, but um, it sounds like it's almost, uh, for lack of a better word, like it, it kind of accelerates the, the application in the storage, or is it actually a true software-defined storage. Does that make sense? I, I think I'm getting more about the scale here. Well, it, certainly it's 100% software-defined. You know, you have the ability to leverage things like SSDs as well as spinning drives. So, you know, it has that notion of, you know, fast and, and standard storage. So you can actually kind of tier storage in, in that type of, uh, of scenario. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and again, I, I mentioned there was some customers who choose to create, uh, think, of, think of them as, you know, scale IO ready nodes. And we actually have some of those where they're, they're full of storage. The, those particular nodes are not necessarily targeted at running applications. They're targeted at that scale IO server process so that the application servers will actually, you know, request storage from the, the those storage servers, right, the server process on those storage nodes. So you can run it in, in what looks like kind of a pseudo SAN um, in that respect without having, you know, a specific array. You just basically have servers with storage on them. So, so again, the deployment model is very flexible in how that happens. Does it scale out and up or just out? Um, basically out, you know, as you add, and, and you can certainly change the, the capacity behind a, a server. So in that respect, you know, you can scale up and that um, some servers might only have a terabyte, some servers you can have 10 terabytes. It just depends on what's in that server, right, and, and what storage you, uh, you assign to the pool. But, you know, it's also very flexible and robust in that if a, if, if a node were to fail, well, it, it essentially mirrors the data. If a node were to fail or a server were to fail, that data very quickly in, in real time, essentially, rebuilds itself on another on another uh, 
server or another you know, storage capacity that, that's available within the um, the Scaleo you know storage pool. Mm -hmm. so, so in that respect, it's very very robust. Where I can add servers, I can take away servers. Um, I can add storage. I can take away storage. Um, you know, in that respect, like like Stuart mentioned, in terms of bursting, you know, I can consume some storage on some other servers for a short period of time, and then I can basically, uh, you know, let those servers go, and um, and Scaleo manages all of that very seamlessly. Okay. And then the, the last piece of that is uh, kind, of, kind of like a three-tier question here, <laughs> three-tier architecture, three-tier question. So the um, – um, I, I, I never failed the corny jokes, by the way. Um, <laughs> the um, – uh, man, this guy now lost my train of thought. So when you scale – like uh, in terms of audit, like the part of the digital transformation or IT transformation, a big piece of that is software-defined, the beauty, the beauty of software-defined architecture is the abstraction from hardware from software that allows us to do things such as orchestration, automation, and manage the environments a lot um, uh, simpler than uh, in a traditional three-tier architecture. How does that look in scale? Oh, is it, uh, um, are you needing third-party tools to handle orchestration, automation, or is that a part of the scale-out stack? Third-party tools would be useful there, but within itself, it has that ability to you know, scale out and scale and back. Um, so some of those, so there's not specific integration, say with VMware or Linux or, or those types of things um, to do that. It, it's basically, uh, you manage it through, you know, the REST API and uh, you, have a, you have some flexibility there. But you do have that notion of a console where you can, you can see what's going on within the environment and you can manage it uh, GUI. So you're able to do things such as set policies. Uh, what about uh, simple? Te uh, well, yeah. So I mean, you're able to do pretty much like a typical storage for, uh, function, such as setting policies or then provisioning or whatever it takes. Are, are those are you're capable of doing those within the GUI? Yes, exactly. Cool. There's uh, as part of the show notes, I'll include obviously the link out, which you know you can Google. There's a Forrester total economic impact for Scale.io, which I think is interesting i mean there's there's a few factors we try and approach right there's always hardware like implementation unit costs but then of course how do you enable your organization to be more flexible and this looks like a great tool in that that tool bag uh you know matt if i'm a, a customer and i got a project what's the first project that digital transformation and a type of customer or i know we you said we have a lot of service providers out there that are running scale io that would kind of send me down this path before anything else Right, yeah, so there, there's a variety of use cases. I mean, the, the use cases are, are you know, kind of boundless in terms of, of what's available. We, we, we have customers in every, you know, vertical and sector deployment, you know, in different ways. Um, you know, a, a lot of it, you know, some customers simply deploy it to recover servers that they will be using, right? I buy a server with, with a handful of terabytes and and I deploy my OS and I got a little database on there, but I might have you know three or four terabytes totally unused. And so they'll they'll leverage scale IO to be able to consume that stranded 
capacity out there on servers. And then we have you know, other customers who deploy specifically you know, scale IO as kind of that virtual array right on that server process. And, and uh, it's, it's quick, easy, easy to deploy. Um, I can manage that capacity. You know, I can grow it, shrink it, um, you know, replicate it. I can, you know, mirror it across uh, different, um, between racks, you know, for availability. So it has lots of those features in there. So customers deploy it for a variety of reasons. But truly, the, you know, it's just very flexible. And in terms of, you know, capturing stranded storage or providing availability across racks, you know, from a, this is uh, all that storage capacity that I have that I otherwise wouldn't use. Um, you know, again, the deployment models are kind of endless in how customers are leveraging it. And, and certainly, you know, in the VX rack flex, um, that is what, you know, scales up to, you know, hundreds, thousands of servers um, that is what we use as our solution, right, at Dell EMC. So it's, it's um, we, we put it within our products, um, you know, specifically that product, as well as have the flexibility for customers to deploy it in, in those scenarios where they can best recover data and meet their requirements. That's, you know, I'm actually pulled, uh kind of backtracking just a little bit, I pulled up a diagram of what Scala looks like, and it makes a lot more sense now that, now that I'm looking at it. Um, so something that I kind of, a uh, question I have for you, on this diagram it mentions vSphere, KVM, um, Hyper-V. What, I mean, does it literally support every hypervisor? Or is, it, is there anything that it doesn't support that you can think of? You know, not often. It, it is it is meant to be very flexible. It's the Swiss Army knife of storage. <laughs> it does everything. Exactly. exactly. What, Stuart, would you say I missed what you said? I said it's the Swiss Army knife of storage. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> this yeah, this diagram that would be perfect. Actually, I have an image of the knife, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's really cool. Like it's a it's a really neat product. Yeah, the enablement center, the, the Dell EMC enablement center has you know, quite a bit of information on there, as well as demos and, and YouTube, and, and you know, there's, de there's demos in a variety of places, YouTube included. So, well, I, uh, I, I've been on a super geeking out thing lately, so I'm gonna try and deploy some scale IO on my little Azure trial out there, see what damage I can do. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any data, so you know that doesn't really help test anything, but it's kinda, it's amazing to go out and- Good to see. Be how fast, see how fast it is, and how flexible it really is. So yeah, it's devil's advocate. According to some of the uh, partners that I've talked to, they said you know literally the easiest way to a million IOPS is with a handful of servers with SSDs in them and scale IO. So it's very powerful. Um, you know, it, it's again it's the the whole IO. It, you know, it implies it scales out, but uh, it's again a very lightweight process. Is the client and server process have really been streamlined, and uh, and you, literally, it's uh, if you want a million IOPS, that is by far the quickest, cheapest way to do it. So, just really quick, uh, um, devil's advocate, what would you say it's not a best use case for? 
you know, probably traditional storage. Um, if you look at running them, you know, I, I have my Oracle database, my SQL server, or, uh, you know, um, and those types of things. That, you know, from a server perspective, I'm just, just uh, uh, deploying it on storage. But, um, you know, from, from so, you know, there's a few perspectives in terms of the, the features that I would I might want relative to those databases. Um, that's where it might get a little a little sticky. But um, we see you know customer general workloads um, as well as objects. Um, again, in, in the whole digital transformation, it's all about that whole variety of unstructured data. So, um, so you know, it, in that respect, it is flexible, but I wouldn't necessarily um, drive my, you know, core traditional database workloads on it and that type of stuff. What are we calling? This is for the systems of engagement, not the systems of record. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, last last question I personally had um, in terms of uh, top of my questions is. Um, what about network connectivity? Does it support uh, one gig, ten gig, forty gig, hundred gig? Like, what, what's happening there? So, you know, the performance will somewhat be predicated on it, and that uh, um, your most often be on. You know, when they talk to each other, will be on separate servers. So the network is pretty critical. Um, when again, we have it in our DX Rack product. And that is very, uh, you know, rigid with respect to the network. Um, as, as you can see, as you scale out to, you know, hundreds of servers, um, the network becomes uh, everything in terms of, you know, ensuring efficiency, you know, pretty much for any workload, much less scale. I know. So do you have to go uh, put in Finiban on everything to make this work or? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. No, no, you know, 10 gig is, is the typical. Okay. Uh, so I, you know, <laughs> It, it's pretty flexible in every environment, but if you're looking for a million IOPS with SSDs, you know you 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 could flood a uh, a small network pretty quick, right? That right. Was, uh, that was that was too small, but but does it support um, uh, forty gig? I mean, uh, it, or is it ten gig only, or does it support some of the larger protocols too? No, being that it's software defined, it is really what the server is running. So as long as it's running IP at whatever speed, uh, work over that uh, network. Okay. And is it uh, um, does it support uh, in protocols such as fiber channel, or is it only uh, SCSI? Um, high SCSI. Okay. Great. I don't have any other questions. Uh, Matt, any Christian, anything else you think of? Um, how can I get my hands on a scale element? <laughs> So literally, so there's some there's a download. If you actually search for Scale IO download, again the enablement center has uh, quite a bit of information, and you know to get to some of the quick. If, if how you how to work in a nutshell, YouTube has some has some great videos. Yeah, and if you go to the DellEMC.com Scale IO you know landing page, halfway down it says, or almost at the bottom it just says download Scale IO. And what a great way to do a demo instead of having to talk to somebody and wait a month for a box to come in and you can get up and run in and, and see if it's even right to, 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 
explore further before you even need a conversation. Exactly. Oh, I had. Great. Matt, any final comments? Certainly. If you have any questions, uh, let us know. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things that is up and coming for those customers who are looking at kind of moving forward, um, you know, and deploying outside of the traditional storage arena. So uh, it's kind of that next thing coming in terms of that DSAN notion, um, you know, aggregating storage and, and leveraging, you know, that strength of capacity out there uh, in the server environment. Well, Matt, thank you again for uh, joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, this has been another episode of Talking I.O. Your host, Stuart Harmon and Christian Cloud. Uh, you can get me at Stuart at work on Twitter. Christian? I'm cloud.io, at cloud.io. And Matt, do you uh, tweet? I do occasionally, at Braddock, at B-R-A-D-A-C-H. It's easy enough. Great. That's Thank you very name, much. Matt. You were apparently the first. <laughs> like, you've had Twitter for a while, I guess. <laughs> Early adopter status. Exactly. Right. Thank you all Thanks. for listening. Thank you. This has been another episode of Talking IO with host Christian Cloud and Stuart Harmon. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on talkingio.com or on Twitter at talkingio.com.